everyone. Thanks for joining us back at The Intersection, a podcast that brings you candid conversations with members of our community and leaders in our industry. Our next guest on The Intersection is Lisa Penn, Director of Coaching at SEI. In today's episode, Lisa sits down with Leslie Wojcik, our Head of Global Communications, to discuss the Clifton Strengths Assessment, which allows individuals to discover and develop their greatest strengths. Lisa discusses the value of understanding our own top strengths, in addition to learning about the top strengths of our colleagues. Take a listen. Thanks so much for joining us today, Lisa. It's great to have you with us. Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. And we're talking about something that you know that I find super interesting and love, um, and it, it's around how we can uncover people's talents um, to help them work better, connect with people easier, and really essentially change the way that they look at themselves. Um, it's called Clifton Strengths, and some of our listeners might not be familiar with them. But before we dive into strengths, you yep. had a very interesting career journey. Yep. Can you share with everyone, you know, your path? Sure. Yeah, sure. I'll share a little bit. Um, so I hate to say how long I've been working because then people are going to figure out <laughs> how old I am. But um, I'm coming up close to 30 years at SEI, which is amazing. And I actually worked at a bank before that. I know. So it's been, I've only had two jobs since college. So I'm, obviously it's very unique um, today. Uh, obviously people work in a lot more different places than two. But, um, yeah, so um, when I started at SEI, I started in private banking. And I was an account representative there and had, I guess you could maybe even call it a little bit of a matrix career where I did many things, had a fabulous career in banking, couldn't say enough about it. But in 2000, I still remember this, a very, very dear friend of mine who still works at SEI suggested that I watch this talk show and a coach happened to be on it. And I had no idea that coaching was a career, not a clue. I mean, when people would talk to me or I would go out on client dinners, they would start talking to me about their career and not about the SCI agenda of, like, why I was there. I'm like, why are people talking to me about their careers? But when I realized that, that coaching was something that people did for a living and actually got paid, I was intrigued. I mean, I had no desire to leave SCI at all. So I pursued it and uh, went through a coaching program in my off hours with SCI. And then uh, at the time I was working – for a uh, for Linda Kerr, who suggested that maybe I should get involved in an employee development role, and I did. And it was during that time then that we did some work with uh, Gallup, and um, that's where I discovered the Clifton Strengths Assessment. And one of my strengths is individualization, which you and I share, and that is the natural way of how I am totally intrigued with the uniqueness of people. And I was just like, wow. And then to speed up the time frame here is in 2015, I actually attended Gallup training, became a certified Gallup coach. Um, once that happened, um, I think people at SEI already knew that I was kind of a natural coach and I loved coaching my team members. I mean, I did kind of quasi-coach some of our clients. Um, and then uh, a senior member of SEI asked that I come and work in the SWP organization at SEI and start coaching some of our technical uh, managers. And it has been an absolute dream job for me ever since. Well, I think it's pretty um, extremely power- powerful how a passion emerged. Oh. And, you know, you followed that passion. And now, yeah. I mean, you're such a joy to work with. And you can tell that oh, you just love you. what you do. Oh, I love it. Um, 
So about Gallup um, Clifton Strength, can you um, talk about that a little bit, explain how it's a tool in the workplace? Yeah, so I think what's interesting about it is, I'm just going to give you just a quick little snippet about how the assessment came to be, because I think this is interesting. So Donald Clifton, who's now since passed, um, he was a World War II vet, came back to the States after, after the war and started doing work on people. He was really in intrigued with individuals and found that a lot of, I mean, back then there were only libraries, no internet. Um, this is in the 40s or so. Um, he started um, reading that he didn't get a lot of great information about how people succeed. And so him and colleagues, many colleagues, over many years interviewed people about, you know, how do they achieve success, et cetera. And as they were having these conversations, they started hearing themes, reoccurring themes. And these reoccurring themes became the 34 talents of the Clifton Strengths Assessment. So um, the mindset behind this, is that you are never more effective, efficient, or engaged as when you are in a natural talent zone. So the um, definition of talent, a la Gallup, is a natural way of how you think, feel, and behave. So when you take the assessment, and the assessment actually, um, all 34 are computed, but the report, the initial report, only gives you back your top five. And so when you look at these talents, People are like, it's almost like this huge affirmation happens, like, oh, my God, I've known that I've been good at this all these years, but I've never been able to explain it this way. And so it really is almost like this gift that you receive that this is really what you're good at and what you're meant to do. It's just a fabulous, fabulous experience. So what are some of the common strengths and um, domains of, of team strengths? Okay, so, um, so what's interesting about the Gallup uh, assessment is that uh, when you take it and you your top five, the top five is unique to you. So sometimes when people, when I coach people, they think that there are like maybe hundreds of people walking around with the same five in the same order. But there is, this is a Gallup stat that only one, there's a one in a, one in a 33 million chance that somebody on the earth is walking around with your top five in your order. So um, there are some common talents, though. For example, um, the database now, I haven't checked the number. I, I think the last time I checked, about 20 million people in the world had taken it. I'm sure it's a much higher now. But um, Achiever is a very popular talent that we see, <laughs> which I know, Leslie, you have. Achiever is all about that natural way of stamina, working hard at all hours, emails at 4 o'clock in the morning. Another common talent that we see is responsibility, which is psychological ownership for anything. I actually had somebody tell me once that I was coaching that um, he had said, he goes, if you ask me to produce a huge sales pipeline report, that is just as important to me as if you asked me to go pick you something up at McDonald's the next morning. Like that psychological ownership, it's, it, there's no difference. Um, also something else that we see is learner. Um, learner is about continuous improvement, reading, learning, attending um, seminars, whatever. But um, so those are three that we do see a lot of. But I think what the most important thing for the listeners of the podcast to um, remember is that your top five are unique to you. That order belongs to you. Oh, you asked me about domain. So what's interesting about the 34 talents is that the assessment is like, any, is like many other assessments, there's always four quadrants. Um, and so Clifton Strengths does the same thing. Um, there's executing talents, influencing talents, 
relationship-oriented talents, and then thinking talents. Um, we tend to use this more when we are talking about teams because what's interesting is that there's also a quote that I learned in my Gallup training is that people can't be well-rounded, but teams can. And so what's so important about knowing the different talents of a team is that who brings the best to the table? I mean, sometimes there's a, there's a dormant talent that a team member might have, and if you clue into that, it can make all the difference on the team. For example, there's a talent called futuristic. Now, I'm not saying these people have crystal balls sitting on their desks, but I've had somebody who has futuristic that works for me, or worked for me. And I will tell you, it is unbelievable how they can cut through the crap and see like five to 10 years out to be like, I think this is where fill in the blank is going. And that is to be incredibly valuable on a team. It, it's absolutely right. And, you know, we, you know, I'm obsessed with it. So we, I look across <laughs> our entire team and figure out how we can leverage each other's strengths because I certainly, you know, we balance each other out. I yep. fascinating. Um, yep. So managers and employees, you know, how can they use strength in order to work efficiently together, communicate better, especially in this type of environment that we're in? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, Leslie, especially with this virtual reality that we're in, um, where it is so impactful is not only do the talents are a huge validation for us personally, but... I often heard someone say, we don't come with instruction manuals. And I'm sure for the parents that might be listening, they wish they, their children came with them sometimes, you know. Um, but what, what's so helpful about this is that often when I coach people, I'll say, as, as we're talking about the top five, if this is true for you, and about, about all the time people say to me, it's true for me, then I'll say it's true for the people that work for you. So um, what's important about this is it does allow an authentic view into who works for you. And, and also, too, for, for, someone, for you to look into your manager. And at a time like this, where sometimes this reality, where even though it's so wonderful to see your face, it's not the same as being with you and seeing your whole body language or being able to be able to pick up on your energy. But, you know, if I know that you have strategic and achiever and individualization, you know, that might help me understand why if I, ask, if I work for you is why you might be sending emails to me at 7 o'clock in the morning. Not because you're trying to nudge me and be like, why aren't you working at 7 o'clock? It's because your achiever is like, I'm ready. I got to get this done, et cetera. It helps us to understand each other, and it helps us, I think, with the respect factor that this is who Leslie is. It's not because she's trying to push something through. This is her natural talent. It also gives us a lexicon, which I think is really important, is that before the assessment, I think if somebody was trying to express something about themselves and couldn't, the assessment allows you to be able to lean in to what um, you're good at or what might frustrate you and talk about it in such a way that you don't become defensive or the person that's speaking to you or you're speaking to doesn't become defensive. Yeah, and I think it's um, incredibly helpful too in this environment with engagement as well, oh, you know, how to engage each other virtually because, you know, we all lean on strengths in different ways and, you know, our talents really need to be fed and it's harder to do it in this type of environment. It's harder to do. And like, for example, quite a few um, colleagues that have woo, which is win others over, which is a very interesting talent, a lot of people talk about it who have taken the assessment, but people who have that talent 
are very influential and really do enjoy either meeting new people or um, you know interacting with others. And so sometimes in this environment, woo is tough. If there's not a lot of phone calls or WebExes or Zoom calls, woo can get deflated. So it's like, how do you work with somebody who feels that way? It doesn't mean that they're not not liking their job, et cetera, but it allows a platform, a respectful platform to talk about how woo might be feeling a little not wooey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's obviously super effective in the, in the workplace. Um, how does that translate personally? You know, I know for me it, it made me a lot more self-aware and there's yeah. different ways that I lean on my talents and, you know, at home. How, does, how, does, how can people use it, you know, in their personal life? Yeah, I think this is also, too, where now, since we're all working at home, we're talking about like, bringing ourselves to work. Like, I've always been, I guess, a student of, like, it's not 8 o'clock, and I check myself in, and I'm somebody different at SCI. I'm still Lisa Penn all day long, just like you're Leslie all day long. And so um, it, it, does, it does help immensely from a personal aspect. Where I see with Clifton Strengths, I mean, anybody can go out today and purchase a, the Strengths Finder book right off of Amazon. It'll be at your at your front door in the next two days. So, but I've had people actually come up to me after facilitations and like whisper to me, can my significant other take this? And it's just like, of course they can. And I think, you know, so much of life is based on relationships. It doesn't matter if you're at work, if it doesn't matter if you got the coffee at Wawa, it doesn't matter if you're trying to talk to, you know, your teenager about where they're going to go to school. I mean, so much of it's based on relationships. So when you have that, again, that authentic kind of, look-see into someone else and understand how they might be viewing something or approaching something, it's just so incredibly helpful. And that's why it's just not an eight to five thing. It really is like a life thing that helps tremendously about um, investing in our relationships. Couldn't agree more. Yep. So as a strength coach, what does your day-to-day -day look like? Oh my God. You know, that's such a great question. I was actually reflecting, like, what kind of day I had today. But, I mean, obviously, I do coach at SCI, and I love it. And I'm, I'm just so thankful that I, can, that I can coach leaders at SCI. But also, too, sometimes I feel like a workplace consultant. <laughs> like, there are times, since I've been at SCI so long, and there's a lot of the, the ins and outs that I understand about the company, et cetera. But there are, like, individuals that might come to me for 15 minutes or for half an hour that they just need to talk through with somebody that's, you know, objective, may not be close to the situation. You know, I ask them a lot of empowering questions. They get their answers and they're on their way. I'm happy to do, you know, um, meetings like that. But also, too, something that I do is I do do, like, team engagements where right now I'm working with a team over in London. So they had some sales training in the spring that I participated in, and then I, then I coached all the sales professionals after the training so they could, we could like deepen the learning and that they could form some questions and some, and form some like outcomes from that training. It was, it was, it was really unbelievable. Like I was, I was really, um, really happy to be included in that. Um, it's a sales team, so obviously they're very important to the company, but also too, what came from that is I'm also doing some work with their, with their client group, working with their current clients that they have. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of neat that I can do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but then I can turn around and also do things with teams. It's, it's, it's really gratifying work. Have you had to uh, adapt your coaching techniques at all in the, in the virtual environment? You know, 
uh, one of the things I want to say, which I think is a, a shout out to coaching, when we all went virtual, like within what, 24 hours, all of my CI coaching clients, except for one person who just kind of had to get their legs about them, nobody, we didn't skip a beat at all, not at all, which was pretty darn neat. Um, I think I didn't change any of my techniques. One of the things that I will say is I feel like I've become a little bit more intuitive. I've had to really use lean on my intuition because even though I can see the clients, we're doing everything virtually, I can't, I'm not in the same room with them. So I may not be able to sense something that I could if we were physically at Oaks or even when I was traveling to London and doing coaching in London. Um, so yeah, my intuition has to be a little bit sharper. So I might be able to, I have to kind of like listen to things that really aren't being said in the coaching meeting. So what are your five strengths? <laughs> and have you leaned on any talents more um, so in this, in this remote environment? So my top five are, my number one is empathy. And then I have belief, connectedness, individualization, and developer. So empathy is all about intuition and feeling how others feel. Belief is, you know, even though I have it, sometimes it's hard to describe, but it's all about your value system. Usually people who have belief have values that are non-changing. Um, so like I believe, obviously, very much so in what I do and also believe in the talents that, you know, people have inside of them. Connectedness is all about connecting maybe disparate dots. Like when I coach with people, they might say something like at the beginning of a call, in the middle of a call, in the end of a call, and then I connect all three dots and I say, this is what I'm hearing. They're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I meant. Individualization, as you know, Leslie, is all about the uniqueness. It's so easy for me to see why someone's unique. And then last but not least is developer, the potential. It's very obvious to me when I coach people, the potential that they have. So, which is why I love absolutely love to coach. And that and that's why I also love leading a team. It was really fun to see um, the people that report to me, you know, grow in their careers and go on to the other roles and jobs within the company or outside of the company. And do you feel that you've leaned on any oh, talent okay. or so? Um, you know, you know, my number one talent, just like with a lot of people, I mean, it's so special to me. Um, I, I really feel like in this environment, people need to not only be seen physically, like on the screen, but I feel like people need to be seen like what's inside of them. Because now it's so, you're not in the office, people can't observe what you're doing, you know, and, and just to be able to authentically validate people for what they bring to the table is really something that I, I respect the fact that these people come to, that, that I'm coaching with them and that, you know, they're bringing their whole selves, you know, to the coaching um, meeting and that I can validate them and the value that they bring um, as professionals to SCI. Yeah, there's a level of vulnerability that oh, needs to come huge. through. Yeah. Huge. Definitely. Definitely. So we like to give our listeners a little bit of an opportunity to get to know you more personally. Okay. And this is a speed round that we like to call okay. this or that. The answer, you know, whatever first comes to mind. Okay, great. Hard? Okay. Hard copy or Kindle book? Definitely hard copy. Gotta have those papers between your fingers. Uh, love the papers. And a good highlighter. And a good highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> Summer or winter? Winter. Ooh. I know. 
I, 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 the hot, hot weather gets to me. <laughs> Sweet or salty? All right. Together. I love sweet and salty together. Yeah, I know. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. City or suburb? Probably more suburb. Comedy or drama? It depends, but but probably more comedy. Who does not like a good laugh? I know. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, thanks so much, Lisa. You know, I'm 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 happy I stuck the script today because we could have easily talked for an hour. Oh as my we gosh, always do when we get on this topic. I know. Um, but it's fascinating. I mean, you are an amazing coach. Um, I encourage anyone listening. You know, strength. It's a powerful tool. Um, it definitely and, is. Uh, yeah, I look forward to talking more about our individualization. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm very honored to do what I, asked, what I do at SCI. I appreciate the opportunity to do this for the company, and I thank you so much for inviting me as a guest today. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thanks for joining us again. Stay tuned for more conversations with members of our community. Until next time, stay well. And of course, we hope you'll meet us back at the intersection soon.